Thank you, Lord. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, 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 amen. God bless you all. You will be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But we're, you know, many, many times we speak even concerning the spiritual. So we've been speaking about dreams. We've been speaking about visions. And some people are just like, you know, how do these things work? How are you able to get the interpretations of your dreams? Well, maybe I dream. Well, probably I haven't even seen any vision whatsoever. And, you know, maybe it's not so cool that we're speaking about all of these things and we haven't, you know, activated people's, um, you know, spirits to be able to capture this reality so that you're dreaming beyond just mundane things. You're dreaming dreams of the Spirit. Hallelujah. And you're seeing visions of the Spirit communicated to you even in the day and in the night and every time of your life. Hallelujah. And so I think sometimes it's important to be able to activate people and, you know, really just staring them and putting them the ability to be able to get these things. Paul speaking in Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, and also in 2 Timothy, about spiritual gifts that were put in him, spiritual gifts that were activated in, his, in himself by virtue of the laying of hands by the presbytery. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so God has put, you know, the, you know, the instrumentality of impartations to give to people that thing which they may be lacking to bring to them, to bring them into the experience that God wants them to come into. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I just want everyone to keep an open heart. Just be expectant. Expect to receive something from God. Expect to draw something from Him. Because He's, he's going to be imparting even in us in this meeting today abilities of the Spirit to be able to draw the things He wants us to draw. Hallelujah. To receive the things He wants us to receive that we will not lack or come behind in anything. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I think I should even just we should just do that before we proceed into the meeting so that the rest of the meeting will make sense to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So I just just gonna open if 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 you were here and just feel like you know probably you you need to your spiritual senses need to be active. You need to just activate your sense of seeing, your sense of hearing the spirit, your sense of knowing your perceptions of the spirit. Because we're coming to this dispensation where those things are indeed necessary and relevant to persecute these last days. So if you just feel like, oh Lord, I need my spiritual senses to be more alert, I need to activate my sense of seeing, my sense to hear things in the spirit, I know there are possibilities I know, but it may not just be my own experience as such. You could probably even just rise and we'll pray very quickly before we proceed into the word, so that the word will not just be, um, you know, theory, but you will indeed live in the practical experience of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And then if, 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 if we're all fine, then I believe that we can go on with the practical or with, with the word, and I'm sure it will make practical benefit or practical sense, you know, to us. Hallelujah. Amen. One thing God has called, you know, us to do is to give the opportunities, you know, when he rose up in John chapter 7, he said, anyone who is hungry, the most important thing is to give the opportunity for people to come and feel if they want to. Um, thankfully, we're given the opportunity as well. So now I believe we can proceed with the understanding that everyone who is seated here this afternoon have your spiritual sense sharpened and active. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So we're looking at dreams and visions, and today we're looking at times and seasons. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. We're looking at times and seasons. When you look at the um, A flyer, you see, you see something on the top of the A flyer. Toward the middle, what do you see? It's like, uh, what does that look like? The top of the yellowish, like a moon. Some people say like the sun. Well, you know, when, 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 when God put the, when God put the, um, 
sun and the moon and the stars, what was the reason he put them here? He said to mark times and what? And seasons. So, you know, this this fly was given by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you know, because we're speaking about times and seasons in this topic today. But let me just give a quick recap on dreams and visions. You see, dreams and visions are spiritual resources that God has given to us as this church to prosecute this last days and to live fully in the expression of himself in this last days. Now, when the Bible speaks in Joel chapter 2, through, through the prophet Joel in verse 28, it says, And in the last days I will pour out my spirit in all flesh. It says that your sons and daughters will prophesy, your, your, your old men will dream dreams, and you know the young men will, and the young men will see visions. So the experience that God is bringing us into this last days definitely has a contemplation of us dreaming and us seeing visions and even prophesying. But like I said, we're circumscribing this series to the receiving from God, because whereas prophecy is letting out, we want to circumscribe this series to our receiving because you cannot give out what you have not first received. Hallelujah. And we have come to understand that for us to live this last days effectively, we must be able to take advantage of every spiritual resource that God gives to us. It would have been all right if prior to the last days you were not dreaming or seeing visions. But in this last days, you cannot effectively prosecute this last days without the instrumentality and the advantages of dreams and visions. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so that's why we say it's important that you know these things and you fully live in the in the benefits or in the experience that they that God intended that they will afford you. You see, because they are meant to guard the the course of our lives. We say last week, people, a lot of people, you know, go on and give themselves their own dreams and their own visions. You know, I want to be this by this. I want to do this with my life. But we understand that the dreams and the visions that God gives are meant to seal our life and seal our instructions. We see in Job 33, the Bible says, for she is your life. The Bible says, in the middle of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon you, when you go in the slumberings of your bed, then God opens your, your hearing, and there he also seals your instructions. And Proverbs 4 says, regard our instructions, because she is your life. So God gives us instructions. See, Joseph lives, Joseph in Genesis 37, he had two dreams, starting from verse five, and he dreamt, and he saw one time, all the way in the field, reaping your harvest, and all of a sudden his sheaves stood up, and the sheaves of his parents, together with his siblings, all bowed to him. And he understood that in the course of his life, by the ordainment of God, he was going to be the person to bring supply and to bring food to the whole nation of Israel. Hallelujah! And then he saw another dream as well, when he slept about to the way of the firmament, and then the sun, the moon, and the stars, they all bowed down to his own star, and he knew that he was going to be the one to bring relevance and illumination and, and you know, um, stardom to his family. And so the dreams that he had in Genesis 37 was what guarded and guided the course of his life all through. Hallelujah. Paul saw a vision in Acts 29. And in Acts 26, toward the end of his ministry, he said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. The moment I saw, I began running. Hallelujah. And we began asking ourselves that what things, what dreams and what visions are guarding our lives? Are they the things that you dreamt by yourself, by your own self? You prosecuted a dream, you dreamt it by yourself. Are you still running with it? Or are they the dreams that God gave you? Because for us to effectively live in the expression of the life of God, we must dream dreams that He gives to us. And the visions that we run with must be the visions that He gives to us. Hallelujah. So that you will not find out that after spending 50, 60, 70 years of your life, you had lived a wasted life. Not because your dreams, your own dreams didn't come to pass, but because they were not within the contemplations of God for your own life. And that's why we must begin to pay attention to the dreams that he gives to us and to the visions he communicates with us in this time and in this season because they are indeed important 
to guard the course of our lives. Hallelujah. And so today we're going to be dealing with times and seasons. You see, when we receive dreams, when we receive visions, every single dream and every single vision that God communicates with us speaks of a time. It speaks of a certain season. You see, when Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, he knew that in, 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 in a little moment of time, Egypt would experience seven years of abundance, a definitive time and seven years of farming. Do you understand? The dream of Pharaoh, although it just showed 17,000, seven fat ones, and 17 um, years of corn and seven fat ones, in that dream was the telling of times and seasons. Every dream that God will communicate with you has a time factor in it. There is a season it is speaking of. So it's not enough to just get the dream. You must also countenance the time that the vision or the dream speaks about. Hallelujah. For the sake of simplicity, I'll just continue with the word vision because dreams are visions of the night. Yes, the type of vision. Only called visions of the night. Daniel 7, Daniel said in my dream and in the visions of the night. Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel chapter 4 in the visions of the night. So dreams are visions also of the night. So I'm just going to stick with the word vision. Hallelujah. Amen. So Habakkuk chapter 2. Can we just turn to Habakkuk chapter 2? Every dream and every vision that God brings our way speaks of a time. Speaks of a time. Hallelujah. I'm just going to start from verse 1. It says, I will stand upon my watch and I will set myself upon the tower and I will watch to see what he will say to me. And what to answer to him when I reproved? He said, And the Lord answered me and said unto me, Write the vision down, make it plain upon the tables, that they that read it may run with it. Hallelujah. He says, For the vision is yet for an appointed time. Hallelujah. He says, But at the end it shall speak and it shall not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Hallelujah. He says, For the vision speaks or is yet for an appointed time. There is a vision that God has communicated to your heart. There is something God is telling you, but it speaks of an appointed time. Hallelujah. It's not just something in the air. There is a time that the vision is speaking of. There is something, there is a time. Hallelujah. For Jesus, people had received visions. The Bible says that they searched intently to know the times that the Spirit was speaking about. Because for any circumspect believer, when God communicates with you, one thing you also want to find out is, Lord, when is the time for the manifestation of this vision you have spoken of? For the vision speaks for an appointed time. In the realm of the Spirit, there are two classes of time. There is the appointed time, the set time, the curious time, the opportune time, the time made for a thing. And therein there is the chronos time, the process time, the time before the curious time. But every vision will speak about an opportune time, a time set for it. There is a time God has set for every vision he has given to you. God told Abraham when he had a vision of the night in Genesis 15. It says, your descendants will be sold as slaves into a foreign land and they will serve there for 400 years. There was a time. Daniel understood by books, by the prophecy of Jeremiah, that 
the children of Israel were meant to stay in captivity for 70 years. And so the moment the carrier's time began approaching, Daniel began to inquire God. Every vision speaks of a time. The Bible says that when the time was fully come, God sent his son. There was a time. So the prophecies captured by Jeremiah, captured by Isaiah, captured by Ezekiel, and captured by Amos and Hosea, and all the prophets of old spoke of a time. And when the time was fully come, when the carrier's time had come, then God sent his son. Jesus did not just die at any time. He knew when the hour was come. He knew exactly the moment to give up the ghost. So even though the other two thieves were still by the cross, he knew my time had come. When Jesus was to perform a miracle, he said to his mother, Why bother me now? My time has not yet come. Every single communication of God to us will be within the context of time. That was the first miracle that was recorded that Jesus did. The Bible says this, beginning, this definitely marking the beginning of miracles that Jesus did. He knew when the time for the working of miracles will come. So he knew that within the course of his life he was to work miracles. But he knew when the time for the working of miracles will begin. And so the moment it was time, he gave the instructions. Hallelujah. Every vision of our life speaks of a time. Every vision God communicates with us speaks of a season. God may have been showing to you, I want you to do this and I want you to do this. And he has shown you how your life will play out. But that vision, it speaks of a time. Hallelujah. When I was back in school, and God began showing to me very clear visions and sharing, you know, saying, showing me doing a lot of amazing things for him. Wow, amazing. I thought it was the next day. I just burst out into the sea and immediately blind eyes, you know, and blind eyes would begin to open and imagine, you know, so many amazing things would begin to happen by virtue of the visions. But no, it spoke, but didn't speak of the next day. It spoke of a time. And it took me to circumspectly go back and ask God, God, what? When will these things I'm seeing begin to manifest? And he showed me. And so I knew that from the time of the revelation of that vision to the time of its manifestation, I will have a process time called the chronos time. Now between the carrier's time, between the time the vision came and the carrier's time is the chronos time, the process time. Hallelujah. And every single thing that you you need to do, you need to do it within the chronos time, the process time. And so when the visions came and I began to inquire, God, God, when will the manifestations of these things that you're speaking about come and pass? And he showed me, I then knew that it was important for me to give myself to him within the chronos time to be processed by him so that when the carrier's time comes, when the opportune time comes, when the set time comes, when the time appointed for the manifestation of the visions come, I will be ready, I will be well fortified, I will be well equipped to deploy fully in the experience and in the manifestation of the things that God imagined my life to be for. Hallelujah. Amen. So the vision speaks. When it was almost time for the manifestation of Jesus to the earth, he knew that of necessity he had to be baptized by John. He knew of necessity he had to go to the wilderness all to prepare him for the time when he will return with the power of the Spirit and begin his public ministry. The Bible says about John the Baptist in John, and in the Bible speaking in Luke chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, And the child grew and he was strong in spirit, and he was in the wilderness in the place of preparation until the time of his announcement to Israel. There are things that God has said about your life, visions and things that God has been saying about you, 
But there is the process time, the time where you have to stay like John the Baptist in the wilderness, growing and waxing strong in the spirit until the time of your manifestation. That time has been set by God. So from the visions we have been seeing about our lives and from the time God has appointed that the vision will run, what things are we doing? But you see, you won't even know what things to do until you even know how much time you have between now and when the eventual manifestation of the visions will come. Hallelujah. Amen. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. It says that for every, for every purpose there is a time. For everything there is a season. There is a purpose of God for your life. It has a time captured within its existence. There are things that you will begin to do. There is a season for it. There is a time to plant and a time to harvest. So the harvest season will come surely. But in order for you to reap maximally in the season for harvest, it means within the time of planting, you must be sowing. You must be diligently planting and cultivating your crops because the time of harvest will come. For every purpose, there is a time. For everything, there is a season under the heavens. For every one of them. Don't think your life will be in any way different. For every single purpose, there is a time. For every single thing, there is a season. And so when God begins to show to us, I want to use you to do this. I want to use you to do that. I want to use your life for this reason and stuff. It's important you begin to ask him. Firstly, Lord, when is the time for the manifestation? So that you know. Jesus knew when his time came. He said, the hour has come that the Son of Man will now be... He knew when the hour came. He knew the time to give up the ghost. He knew. He knew how long he was going to stay in the grave. He knew. Hallelujah. And so when God begins to show stuff to you about your life, you need to begin to ask him, begin to probe, Lord, when is the time? When is the time? When the time was approaching, when the Israelites were going to be given up from captivity in Babylon, Daniel began to probe, he began to set his heart to God to gain understanding. Hallelujah. And God began to say to him through the angel, there will be seven, seven weeks from today, from now you're praying, between now, and God began to say to him expressly what times you should look forward to. Hallelujah. Amen. So when God shows you a vision, when you get a thing from God, don't just go back and start, oh glory, hallelujah. You go, don't worry, you'll see me now, very soon I'll be, no, no, no. There is a time that that vision has been captured in. But between the time of the manifestation and the vision, and the now you receive that vision, there is process time. It's not just called process time for any reason. It's called process time because that time is meant to process you into that person that will be able to capture the manifestation of the vision. Hallelujah. It's the chronos time. It's the time for the process. And everyone must be able to give themselves to God within that time before the manifestation of the thing spoken comes. Hallelujah. For the vision speaks of a time. Between the time of the vision, when you receive the vision and the time it will manifest, it may seem like there is a tarrying process, there is a waiting process. And that's why Habakkuk 2, it says that, it says, it says, it, although it will tarry, wait for it. 
there may seem to be a tiring or a waiting process. But the waiting is not just waiting with your arms crossed, waiting for it. Say, don't worry, God has told me when I'm 30. Because some people will not go and find God say, well, in a matter of four years, this will, this and this and this will happen. It doesn't mean it will happen that way. If you are not ready, if you're not prepared, when the time comes, when the carrier's time comes, you will see that, you will see all the insufficiencies that you are allowed to remain resident within you because of your own preparation. And so what God is saying to us today as his children is to say, guys, my children, I've shared visions with you. I've given dreams to you, things to guard your life and things to bring a certain reality to you. But this thing will not happen tomorrow in the sense. It will happen at a certain time appointed. Hallelujah. But at that time appointed, there is an expectation. The Bible speaks says, as long as a hair is a child who remains under the under the tutelage of guardians and trustees until such a time has been appointed by his father. So there is an appointed time even for you handling responsibilities, kingdom responsibilities. Hallelujah. And so the things to begin to ask is firstly, Lord, when is the time? And the reason it's important to ask for this time is so that you will know how long you have to prepare. Hallelujah. So you will know for how long you have to prepare, whether it's one year, two years, three years, four years, so that you would also not miss the season. Because if you don't know when the harvest season comes, your crops will remain in the ground and they'll, you know, spoil, they'll decay. So all the hard work you may have done in the process of time will be of no consequence to you because you missed the harvest season. Do you understand? So knowing the carrier's time lets us to know how long we have to prepare for also helps us to know when the season approaches so we will not miss our harvest and lastly keeps us from being frustrated because you're saying ah god you have said this thing you said i'm going to be this i'm going to be that i'm going to be this i'm going to be this i've waited one year two years three years no 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 when you know the carrier's time you'll wait eagerly with expectation knowing that just in the moment of time maybe in a year from now or in two years from now i will receive the thing that god has promised every promise of god is captured within a time hallelujah So when you know the carrier's time, you will know how long you have to prepare for and how intensely your preparation ought to be as well. You see, if you have if you have only a short time, you will know that the intensity of your preparation has to increase. It will let you know what season, so you will not miss it. And it will keep you from being frustrated. Every promise of God is captured within a time. Hallelujah. So we ought to begin to know this. So that when the time of the manifestation comes, we will be ready. Because what you do in the Kronos time affects how the carrier's time plays out to you. God has set times and seasons already on the earth. No matter who you are, no matter what your name is, the time to plant is the time to plant. No matter who you are, no matter what your name is, the time to harvest is the time to harvest. What you do within the process time, the plants in time will determine how much harvest you will reap. What God can do is to communicate seeds in your hand in the time to plant and to give you strength and energy and a vision of the kind of harvest he wants to reap. But let me just say this. Imagine, imagine God, God shows to you a massive field, gives you a massive, a massive field and gives you a lot of seeds and says to you, I want you to be the richest farmer within this axis in the next couple two years. 
what does that my necessary implication mean to you? That you need to start sowing every single seed he has given to you on the very large portion of land that he has made available to you. Because if you keep the seeds in your pocket and you leave the land without cultivating it, what will happen? When the season of harvest comes, you will have nothing. Hallelujah. And that's why the Bible speaking in Proverbs chapter 6, Solomon said, Go to the angels, slug her line ways, and be wise, she has no king or ruler. Yet she does what? She gathers her food when? In summer. Can we see that in Proverbs chapter 6? And see how the ants use, make good use of time. We can learn from them indeed. We can learn from the ants. Everything that is created is created for our learning. Hallelujah. Verse 6, we'll read that till verse 9, till verse 10. It says, Go to the ants, thou slugger, consider her ways and do eyes, which having no guide to receive her rule, I provided her meat in the summer and gathered her food in the harvest. How long will you sleep, O sluggard? When will thou raise up from the bed? Yet a little sleep and a little slumber, a little fold of the arms to rest. So shall that poverty come upon thee as an armed man and scarcity like one that traveled. So we see that Solomon in Proverbs 26 is advising us to consider the ants. They use every opportunity. They make the most of every opportunity. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. You know, Jesus was, was one who knew the relevance or the importance of time. When the time was fully come, he came. When when it was time to die, he died. When it was time to raise it from the dead, he did rise. When it was time for his miracles, he began healing and doing all manners of things. He was one who had a consideration of the time. We also, like him, must also have considerations of time. You know, when, when, when he delayed in coming to Lazarus, it was not it was not a delay. Man by our own perspective considered the delay was it's so that the world will know that by this he is the righteousness and the life. So what seemed like a delay to everyone else around was the time appointed by God for that miracle to happen. He knew. He told the master, do not do not tarry for your friend Lazarus is sick and you know he's dying. The Bible says, and he tarried three days before he moved. He knew he moved earlier. The purpose of God will not be accomplished. There was a time for Lazarus to be raised from the dead. Do you understand? Every promise of God, every vision of God is captured within a time. Every one of them. For every, for every purpose, there is a time. For everything, there is a season. Many people are frustrated because they are trying to engage things when it's not yet time. They are expecting the harvest and the time of planting when indeed they should be planted. Many people are frustrated because also they have missed the harvest season. 
So in the time when they were meant to be reaping massive dividends for the work done, they missed it because they did not know the time. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus said, He says, While it is day, I must work the work of Him who has sent me, for now comes when no man can work. He knew, he knew when it was time to do work. He knew when it was time not to do work. He knew when His own night will come. Hallelujah. You see, we don't, have, we don't all have the same time. Let me just say this. We don't all have the same time. His disciples would be sleeping, you know, and playing and eating up and down. But he knew that he had only three years. They may have all the time in the world, 30, 40 years after he was gone, but he had only three years. And he knew to make the most of that time. Between now and the time when each of us is in mark for manifestation, it's different with every, as, as our faces are different, so is the time. You cannot do the very same thing your friend who is also a believer is doing if the time for your manifestation is closer. Hallelujah. So he may be praying 30 minutes and it's alright. It may be fine for him. You may not have that time. Because the time between when you receive the vision and when the vision ought to manifest will determine the intensity of the work you put in. So for some people, God may be saying to them, you cannot pray less than one eye from today. God may have given some people those kinds of instructions. You can say, well, Lord, this is my friend. He's also a believer like me, also strong, also loves his praying 30 minutes. The time for your manifestation will be closer. Jesus knew the time for the accomplishment of his purpose was coming. He, so even if, even if his disciples, the ones who loved him and the ones who he loved, could not pray, he knew it was time to pray. They could go and eat and sleep and do all of that. He knew that. Do you understand? It's your vision. It's a time for your manifestation. You must. You must. Do everything that is necessary to ensure that you do not miss the season. And you are fully ready, fully equipped, fully enabled and empowered to deliver effectively and to make the most of the season of your manifestation when it comes. Ephesians chapter 5. It says in verse 14, it says, Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. In verse 15 it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Some other scripture says, making the most of what? Every opportunity. Every time we have from now, till the time of our eventual manifestation, is an opportunity. And Paul advises, Awake, O you that sleep. Arise from the dead and Christ shall give you light. Do not walk. It's a, it's a fool who knows that. I have just a few months to the harvest. I will expect to reap a harvest without sowing. The one who does not sow is entitled to no harvest. No matter how much the ground loves him. 
The ground cannot give to him what he did not put in it. So it's a fool who will expect to reap in the season of harvest without being circumspect enough to plant. Go to the ants, he slaughtered, learn her ways and be wise. So in order for Solomon to inspire wisdom in the minds of fools, he pointed them to her, the ants. It is important for us, every single person who is listening, to know that God is expecting an increase or a yielding from your life. But between now and when that increase will come, there are certain things that you must do. And that's why it says, do not walk as fools anymore, but as wise people. And how do you walk as wise people? Redeem what the time or make the most of what every single opportunity. Now, every single day you wake up is an opportunity to prepare yourself and get ready for the time of the manifestation. John the Baptist, Luke 180, I quote again. It says, And John the Baptist was in the wilderness and he grew and worked strong in spirit until the time of his appearing or manifestation to Israel. Between when John the Baptist got a hold of himself and when the manifestation was to come, he was doing something, he was growing. He was waxing strong in spirit. And that's why when he began to cry out, repent, everyone, the Bible says, they came to him from all regions of Israel to meet him where? At the Jordan. To be baptized. You can imagine, because of the compelling nature of the spirit of John the Baptist. God has shown some of you, I feel even about speaking like about two of you guys should be massive healing evangelists. And he, you, you already have a sense of the time when that will happen. If you do not prepare yourself now and start giving yourself to praying and koinonia with the Holy Spirit, the time will come and you will find yourself being entirely insufficient and incapable to prosecute the things that God set that time for. Hallelujah. So if John the Baptist was going on a frolic and just eating and sleeping in his mother's house, he knew for this assignment I cannot even be in my parents' house. I must, I must go to a place where I have no distractions. Hallelujah. It was no small task to be the forerunner of Jesus. It was no small task. Jesus called him. He said, of all the prophets I have ever risen, John is the greatest of them all. He knew the ministry he had to do was not small. And so he went to lock himself in the wilderness, growing and waxing strong in the spirit. What things are you doing now that will have a telling in the time of your manifestation? You know, many people don't live like they're preparing for something. You just live, just taking every day as it comes, taking everything to chance, just not being deliberate. There is a certain way that a farmer will live in the planting season that will make you know, without him telling you, that he's waiting for a harvest. What things are we doing now that are preparing us to gain a great harvest in the years to come, in the times to come, in the seasons to come? The pro you see, like I said, the prophecy it speaks of an appointed time. There is a time. So when the time comes, will you be ready? When the time comes, will you be equipped? When the time for your appearing comes, will you be sufficiently able to deliver on all what the manifestation of God on your life should deliver on? Hallelujah. And so he says, do not walk anymore as fools, but walk as wise 
redeeming the time, making the most of every opportunity. Because this is the grace of God to us that He's telling us now that everyone who can hear and everyone who is hearing, say so everyone who has ears let them hear. There is a time. There is a time. For every prophecy God has said concerning you, there is a time for the manifestation. There is a time. A time indeed a time. There is a time. There is a time. Maybe one year for some people, maybe two years, it may just be in a little while. But for now, there is no one amongst us here that will be for so long because the time for our manifestation for us in this generation is when we're still young. So just do that. You don't have a lot of time. And you need to deliberately engage God by His Spirit. Begin to ask Him, you know, Lord, what are the things I need to begin to start doing? First of all, when is the time? When is the time? When you find that out, ask him, Lord, what are the things I need to begin to do from now to that time so that I will be well able, well equipped, sufficiently ready to deliver on everything you want me to deliver on within that time. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, don't you say it's one month and then the harvest. He knew how much time you have in your you have left in your current time will let you know how how intensely you need to engage the carrier's time. How much how much time you have within your process time left will let you know how intensely you need to engage the opportune time. Hallelujah. Amen. And so when the time was fully come. He knew he was to give up the ghost. Before the time came, in order to fulfill prophecy, he decided to do the triumphal entry. He decided to engage in a number of things. He said to them, he said, I will not win in the last supper. He said, I will not eat any more of the fruit of the vine until such a time as we eat it together in heaven. He knew when his last meal would be. Do you understand? He knew what things to engage with. He knew what things to do. In the Bible says that when the time was almost at hand, he knew that he had to go to where? Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 And so God is saying to us this afternoon that we need to engage our chronos time, our process time, and indeed be processed by that time to bring us into that place that God wants us to be in when the time of our manifestation comes. Some people are like Moses. You have received a knowing from God. You know that God has called you to do a thing. And you feel so strongly that the time of the manifestation is coming. But you haven't necessarily engaged God. And you think you will go there and run in the, in your, in the ability of the flesh in what things you can do now. Know that you will face disaster. Moses went there and he decided to kill an Egyptian taskmaster. He felt and he knew when, when he was matured, the Bible says, and when Moses was fully matured in age, he knew he went out amongst the people and he saw an Egyptian taskmaster maltreated 
one of his fellow Israelites, and he, he looked to the left, looked to the right, and saw no one was watching. And so he thought, and he buried, he killed him and buried him quickly within the sand. And the next day he came out and saw two Israelites striving among themselves, and he said, Why do you strive among yourself? Don't you know you were brothers? And he said, Do you want to kill me like you killed the other one? And then he knew that what he had done had, you know, spread, and he knew he was going to be dead if Pharaoh found out. And so he fled, and Pharaoh tried to kill him. He fled already to Midian. God had told them. Abraham, you know this vision first came to Abraham in Genesis 15 that his descendants will be sold as slaves into a foreign land and they will stay there for 400 years 400 years was the time God said how long did they stay there? 430 years why? a man called Moses did not know to prepare adequately for the carrier's time when he came do you understand? When you equate how long Moses stayed in Midian till the time he eventually came back, you will see where those 30 years came from. There is a call of God on everyone's life to liberate people in this world. Don't waste your time on your lack of preparation. Engage God. It was only in Exodus chapter 3 that God, through his sovereignty, broke through the lattice to distract Moses. The Bible says that the cries of the people, God, it, got, it got to God that God knew that I need, I need to do something. This is the man whom I have set his life for this purpose. Let the cries of people not get to God too much when you are there. And he said a distraction for him, said the burning bush, and Moses went to go close there, and God began to speak to him. You see, between, between, the time of the receiving of the vision and the time of the manifestation of the vision, there is a precious time. Within the process, you are meant to be refined, but beyond that, you are also meant to receive tools. Tools to help you when you get to the carrier's time for your manifestation. When Moses went before Pharaoh, he didn't just go there anymore as a normal man. He went as a man who had the staff of God in his hand. It was no longer his staff. It was the staff of God. He went as a man who had encounters with God. He went as a man who could turn a, a staff into a snake, who could turn his hand leprous, who could turn the whole Nile into blood. He went as a man who had received advantages from God. That is what the process time is meant to do for every one of you. Begin to ask and probe yourself, what things have I been able to gain from this process? Because those are the things that you will be able to, to use in the time when you will appear before the pharaohs or before the people of Israel to liberate them. Has anyone understanding what I'm saying so far? Don't be like Moses. I don't think if you are to be delayed for 30 years before someone come and free you from deliverance, will you be happy? That's why you could, you could imagine why the people were always hating on Moses because somewhere in their spirits they knew that this guy is a sort of a problem some way, somehow. Hallelujah. I'll imagine because it took 30 years extra from the time you see God had told Abraham 400 years. But one man, Moses, did not know to prepare. You are not like Moses. You now have spiritual wisdom. At least now God has said to you, prepare. The time is close. The time is closed. The time for the manifestation is almost now. And the whole world is waiting eagerly for the manifestation of the sons of God. And God has set a time when you will be manifested to your world. Don't delay. For some people, you see, Moses was fortunate. Moses was fortunate that he wasn't dispensed with. Some people get this, you know, 
another person comes and takes, uh, you know, up their bishopric, it will not be our portion or our experience in the name of Jesus. That by virtue of our ill preparation, some other person comes and takes the very thing that God had intended for us. It would also not be the case that we miss the time of our manifestation. Moses was indeed very fortunate, but still, let's not be like Moses. Let's not be like Moses. In that regard at least, but he was a humble man. In that regard, be like Moses. He was a meek man. In that regard, be like him. So I'm trying to create a balance. Before you think Moses was a bad man, he was a good man. He was a great man. God loved him. The Bible says in the turn on me, in the last chapter, it says there was no prophet that had a reason that God spoke to like Moses face to face. But in the regard of preparation for your season, don't be like Moses. Actively engage God now. Interface with him now. Have your encounters now. Have your, you know, do the things you see. There's a, don't pity yourself in engaging God. Engage Him in the morning, noon, and night. Engage Him at every time. Ask Him. Let Him give you something. Jacob was going to be going before Esau, and he knew that no, Lord, I, you know, you must, something must happen. Something must happen. I, I cannot, I cannot go and face Esau as a normal man anymore. You must, you must. Do you know what it takes for a person to wrestle with God? Hallelujah. Everyone who is here, everyone who can hear me, take it that God is telling you something. Every single person here. God is speaking to you. God is saying something to you. Already, already by His Spirit, you'll begin to promise certain things in your heart you need to begin to do. Some people here, you need to be praying one eye a day. It's not, it's not me that's saying it. God has told you. If you are here, raise up your hand. Quickly. That's not even. God has told you to be praying one eye a day. Don't. If, raise up your hand. Okay, good. Hallelujah. Some people who only three hours. <laughs> Between now and the time of your manifestation, it's a time, process time. If you have found out too late, your time, your time, your prayer time increase, and you may see that you have not engaged God in that one hour. When you come back to him, I say, "Want to start?" I say, oh, "It's no more one hour. It's one hour thirty minutes." <laughs> Hallelujah! It seems a funny matter now, but ask the people who have gone ahead of us; they will tell you. God may be saying to people, "You need to separate yourself fast at least once in a week." If you have received that instruction here, let me see your hand. Great. Some people here, God will say you need to, you need to, you need to enlarge your heart, you need to enlarge the capacity to receive. Give, give more, give more. If you receive that instruction, let me see your hand. Great. For some of you, God will tell you keep quiet. Don't talk too much. You need to keep. If you are, let me see your hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are instructions that God will. I'm just giving the very generic one and there are things that are going to be more peculiar to you. Things that only you and God knows. The truth is, everyone around you may think you are doing alright. Everyone around you may think you are the best version of yourself. It's only you and God that knows that you are not there yet. You see, when you begin to, when you begin to develop a relationship with God, your instructions are not only what we say. You, you would have known that you have moved past this one. 
there are personal things, personal instructions, personal dealings God will have with you to prepare you and to shape you into the kind of person that He wants to see. Hallelujah. Amen. He will refine you. Amen. He will refine you. Amen. The Bible speaks, it says that He shall sit upon them like a refiner. He shall sit upon them, He shall purify them. Hallelujah. He shall sit upon them like a refiner, like a purifier. He shall purify them and he shall refine them. And that's what the presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of anyone is meant to do. When he came in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says, and they rested upon each and every one of them. Fire or clothing tongues as a fire. That's what the Holy Spirit will begin to do. Hallelujah. It's going to begin to prepare us. He's going to begin to mold us within the time. And that's why we must yield ourselves to Him wholly in this season. So that we will not be unprepared and ill-equipped to stand before the Pharaohs when we meet them. So we'll have the rods of God in our hand. So that we'll have the spirit of prophecy resident amongst us. So that we'll carry His power. So that we'll carry His grace. We will know Him. Hallelujah. Oh Jesus, can we just rise and praise? Come on, let's begin to speak to the Lord. For some of you, you want to begin to just just speak to Him, just speak to Him. The instructions will be amplified, it will be made clear.
you. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, like Joseph, what should be dreams and visions of the future you propose for me? What the life was you destined for me, O God? Lord, I don't want to live in wasted life. I don't want at the end of my life I think I have not fulfilled anything, O God. Lord, what show me dreams and visions, O God? Let's pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. Lord, help me, Lord. Lord, refine me, Lord. Lord, prepare me, Lord. Prepare me, Lord, for my manifestation time. Rapata, rapata, rapata. 
give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all the praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For in Jesus' name, pray. Amen. Before, before we take our declaration, I just want to... Some people here, I believe so strongly, you need tools, 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 like, you know, the ability to be able to discern in the spirit, the ability to hear. Say that before we started our meeting, but I believe very strongly that, you know, many people here, you just said, if if I could probably hear God more clearly, if I could probably see more of what he's showing to me, because I feel strongly that some people are not even too sure very, very much as to how even the vision is going to play out, what things, the time, same time, and then you're like, yeah, I know there's going to be a time I've heard, I believe, or I don't even know how I can even decipher what the time is. You see, it's, the Bible says to the prophets, they search. It's, it's, it's by it's by spiritual discernment you are able to carry those kind of search, make those kinds of inquiries. It's, there's an ability that even helps you do that, and then there is the, the skill of the Holy Spirit put upon you that makes you decipher and see what things are showing to you. The ability to see, to interpret, to make sense of things in the Spirit is an ability. The Bible says God gave the ability to Daniel, and God wants to give the ability to some people here this afternoon. If 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 you if you if you were in like a tinker, I'm not even gonna ask you to come, I'm just gonna pray for you right now. Just have a heart expecting, expecting right now. For God to interrupt the flow, there is something he wants to do. There is something he wants to do. Just have a heart and just expect and very, very expectant and draw forth from him. Discountenance the vessel you see in here, you can discountenance me entirely. It's what God wants to do. And just draw from him. Just drop from him. Just drop from him. Just drop from him. Hallelujah. Just drop from him. Just drop from him. Just drop from him. Your hearing can be amplified, your seeing can be made more clear. Can you ask him? Can you ask him? Can you ask him? Can you ask him? Can you ask him to show you more clearly? To speak to you more audibly, that his voice will be amplified in your hearing and you'll be able to understand and comprehend the very thing you say. Paul prayed for the church that the eyes of the understanding may be enlightened so that they will be able to know 